you know, healthcare has um, is an area that's really grown. It seems like every time we interview John Challenger, the layoff survey, I said, okay, your people are getting laid off. Where where are the jobs being created? Healthcare was always the answer, and and a Dallas-based business has really grown throughout the healthcare business has, and has made some significant changes over the last year. Accent Care delivers uh, all sorts of health care to 31 states, 260 sites. They've got 31,000 employees. We're talking about home health care, I think, in place, palliative, palliative uh, hospice, telehealth. Steve Rogers has been uh, CEO of Accent Care for the last decade and joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Yeah, good morning, David. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank, thanks for the time. So I was looking through the names because I – Accent Care used to be known by a lot of names. There was Stay Home and Guardia, which I remember, Texas Home Health, Southeastern yeah. Health. And you rolled it all together under under just the the one umbrella, right? Right. Yeah, no, over the course of the last year. I mean, we've really, you know, I've been running this company for 10 years. And Accent Care started out of California, moved to Texas in uh, roughly around 2010. Uh, moved to Texas. I took over in about 2012. And it was it was a company that actually kind of was always a roll up of different organizations that we brought together, right? So we made different acquisitions along the way. And we valued those local brands for years. Uh, and we bought some of the leading brands like a Texas Home Health brand and a stay home brand in Mississippi and some of the other brands, Seasons Hospice, etc. But as we kind of made a transaction of seasons last year, about a little over a year ago, which was rather transformative from the company, almost, you know, it it added about four to five hundred million dollars of revenue kind of inside the organization. We decided it was time to to grow up and probably, uh, you know, make an investment in one brand on a go forward basis. And, you know, the reason we did that was as much it's about uh, the culture and about creating a common culture across the organization. And what you find is when you have sub brands out there, people tend to kind of aggregate around the sub brands. And so that was one reason. And the second reason was we wanted to make it easier for the consumer. You couldn't sit in a Houston market and have, you know, Seasons Hospice and Texas Home Health and et cetera across the board and understand you're getting serviced by one company and make it simple for them. So I mean, just it appears that you were competing against yourself. Or something. But I would guess this was also, this also gives you some heft. Look, as an aging baby boomer, I know now the struggles that go on between providers and between insurance companies and trying to figure out, you know, what is an acceptable level of care because the healthcare is going to, di- you know, the healthcare may be dictated by what the insurance companies will pay. But I would think this this helps your relationship with them because that that's got to be a struggle, isn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Insurers will always be a challenge, kind of in healthcare and in this business in particular. Uh, and that's without a doubt, it gives us a little bit more heft in dealing with them. But in the general scheme of things, the reality is is you know because the home care industry is a relatively disaggregated industry still. Right. So, you know, the the addressable market in in care in the home is over one hundred billion dollars and the top 10 companies maybe make up about 20 percent of that right now. Um, So these are fast growing platforms. But when you get into uh, having a heft in any individual marketplace, so you look at like a Dallas, Texas, we're big in Dallas. We're one of the largest providers in Dallas. We've got a relationship with Baylor Scott White, a joint venture with us uh, up there. 
but we probably still represent only about seven to eight percent of the market in the greater Dallas area. And it's a growing uh, market. And it's a growing market. Yeah, exactly. So what about people? I mean, everything we hear from every industry right now is a, there is a real shortage of, of talent out there. Are you having that same challenge? Yeah, I mean, with the with especially with the pandemic, the pandemic um, definitely exacerbated things when it came to the clinical care marketplace and the labor associated with it. We use a lot of nurses. We use a lot of therapists. Um, we use a lot of social workers in the business. And, you know, with the uh, money that poured into the system from the government, it allowed the hospitals to basically pay nurses sometimes three to four times what they were getting paid before. Um, as they kind of bridged over the pandemic. And so it pulled a lot of nurses out of the community-based markets, including home care, uh, to go work in hospitals because they could work for three to four times more. And traveling nurses, traveling nurses, right. a term I had never heard before, going around yeah. and, and, and and five times, you know, what they used to make. Yeah, so you can't blame them. They took advantage of the opportunity, those who could, right? right? A lot of them, you know, that were probably more on the younger side, mobile, you know, not quite as tied down with the family, we're able to kind of go do that. That created uh, basically uh, kind of shortages in the home-based care marketplace, right? And so we've been very focused over the course of the, actually, and it, it really, over the course of the last year and a half, you really kind of started, saw it kind of start to pull through. Um, we're starting to see it ease somewhat as I think the systems are normalizing a little bit. It's still not gonna be at pre-pandemic levels. You know, but, you know, it takes in this business, uh, you know, it'll take me 60 days to hire a nurse and it'll take me about another 90 to 120 days to get that nurse up to speed, up to productivity. Right. So, you know, you, you got to always be planning way out there right. on how many nurses, how many therapists, how many people you're going to need in your system. You know, you all have such a broad reach. I mean, 31 states is what I see right now. And, and from what I, what little I know about this, there are a lot of federal regulations, but there are also lots of state regulations and standards. And and I don't, my sense is they're not uniform across the country, are they? Yeah, the practice of medicine differs across the states. And it's not just the practice of medicine, but it's you know, and what's regulated and what's allowed by the nursing boards or the or the uh, physician societies in each of those states. But you also get into with each of those differences and the labor markets in and of themselves. Right. They kind of exacerbate things. So is it a hospital dominated marketplace for the hospitals? Is there large physician practices? Is it a big managed care market? All those have factors into kind of the talent and the labor that you're able to kind of bring into those marketplaces. We tend to operate, we're very focused on large urban marketplaces because that's where the Medicare populations are that we serve, right? So we're in 10 of the top 10 urban markets in the country today. Those urban markets happen to be some of the most competitive markets when it comes to labor. Because in those markets, you have all these hospitals, you have, they have a lot of places to go, right? And you know what we find is, is the reason that people kind of come into our business is, you know, they get tired of the burnout of the acute care system. It's a grind, you know, doing three twelves, uh, showing up. Oh, yeah. If you're a young mother, you know, not being able to actually kind of have the flexibility with your family because you're on the lower totem pole of kind of the shifts and everything else. And, you know, we bring in a workforce that we're able to give a little bit more flexibility to 
you know, so you can come in in the morning, you know, you can get, you know, two or three visits and, you know, you can go, you can go to something of your kids in the afternoon and then you can get some charting done in the evening. And, you know, you can kind of have a little bit more of a better work-life balance in yeah. our line of business than you can in some of the other, uh, I think, lines of business. Well, are these are these full-time employees or are these uh, a whole bunch of freelancers that you've put together? <clears throat> no, they're all full-time employees. The With benefits right and now, that sort of thing. Yeah, right now about, you know, and when I say full-time, you know, the majority are putting in 32 hours or more a week, right, uh, for us. And so, you know, right now it's it's roughly about, you know, over 85% of the workforce is a full-time workforce. You still growing? And growing. Yeah. I mean, we've been growing. Organically? Yeah, been growing. Or are you, are you growing by a, a combination? A combination. I mean, this business has good organic roots in it. Um, so, you know, we organically grow around upper single digits, like nine, you know, 9%, you know, some of our platforms like the home healthcare platform, the Medicare certified platform that, that will grow upwards of 12 to 14% kind of on an organic basis. And then we cobble on top of that uh, M&A. We've done, you know, roughly about 16 transactions in the last four years. And so we, we kind of go out, we find companies that have like cultures that we believe are quality products in the markets they're serving and we buy them and put them on our platforms and systems. And one of the things we bring to them is good organic growth. Do they We're come to, to you sometimes? What's that? Do they come to you? Yeah. Yeah. Many of them kind of come through different processes. I mean, both bankers led processes, mm -hmm. bankers run processes, as well as some will seek us out because we are a preferred buyer in the marketplace because I think of the systems and culture that we run inside the organization. Accent Healthcare has been based here for what is it? Twelve years now. Twelve years now. Yep. Yep. And continues to grow. Steve Rogers is the CEO. We appreciate the time. Fascinating story. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me today, David. I really appreciate the opportunity to kind of tell you a little bit more about the business and spend time with you. It's a big, hope you had a great fourth. I, I and, and thank you. I did, and and hope you hope you did too. And and it's a it's a wonderful business to be in, especially like I say for me, an aging baby boomer. <laughs> for more of our conversation, go to krld.com/slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.